0: Yo, yo, yo! It's your girl and boy, CT. I'm Cindy Barnes.
1: And I'm Travis Barnes.
0: And we are the founders of The Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers
1: Podcast is designed to help you overcome adversity and live your dreams. Every week, we will be sharing stories of people who found their strength in their struggle. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey333. And that's a lot of threes, so let me tell you what it is. It's fitness, coaching, and nutrition. It is a place where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better, and it is mind, body, spirit. Today, we're going to help you get your mind right with our special guest. Today, we are going to be talking to you about overcoming obstacles, perhaps one of the toughest obstacles in the world, and that is the death race. We are with founder of Spartan, Joe DeSena, the man, the myth, the legend. Joe, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks for having me. Last time I saw you, you were uh, on the side of a mountain. We were (laughs) hiding with each other.
1: <laughs> yeah. Man, we got out there. We did the death race. I, I'm proud of my guys for going. We were talking about what some of our best experiences were out there. We all tried to share something positive from that experience. And one of the most positive things for me is that these guys trusted me enough that like two months before the race was going to happen, I said, Hey, will you go? And they said yes. So uh it was an honor just to be out there, be part of your amazing event, what you've created, and have them trust me enough to go. So thank you. Thank you for having us.
2: How many overcomers are we going to have next year is the question.
1: Yeah, I know. I've I've been talking to myself, telling myself that I have some unfinished business with your mountain. You know, um, it's just, it has definitely inspired me to aspire to greater levels of fitness, you know? So, um, uh, you know, I'm interested in that.
2: I want you to know that I've been doing, I've been participating in crazy events since the mid nineties, and I've been putting people through crazy events since the early 2000, like 2001. And most of your most fit, resilient, toughest people on the planet um, have a really tough time on that mountain in Vermont. Yeah. They, they break. It's, um, it's like nothing most people have ever experienced before. And, and, and you didn't even get to the fun part
1: um (laughs) oh there was a fun part oh man i'm sorry i missed it
2: (laughs) so so i don't want you to feel bad that that you know right now you're zero and one but um i got a lot of people that are zero and five um but but had you listened to me and and for anybody out there listening that that is man or woman enough to to put their big boy pants on big girl pants on and come out with travis next year um if you just listen to me, you can get it done. Yeah. But instead, you end up listening to that reptile brain that we all have that yeah. was begging you to stop, and um, you would not look me in the eyes. You wouldn't listen to me. If you listened <laughs> to me, you would have been done. You would have yeah. finished the thing. You would have <clears> skull. You would have been. You, we were gonna. By the way, we were gonna repaint that entire camper when you finished this thing. We were gonna repaint it. Spartan. Death race. Winner. Big <laughs> skull. On, but. So we had to send all those guys home. Those those auto auto detail the finishers that we had.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. You know uh, that was uh, one of the cool parts of the event. You know, Joe, you run an amazing event, and I I think you just have attracted uh, the law of attraction. We attract who we are. You've you've attracted people that want to see other people be more, and I. I could understand that even uh, during times where it may have appeared like a little bit drill sergeant, that everybody had that underlying goal that they wanted people to be more. Uh, I wanted to ask you, just so I could gain a greater understanding of this death race. You know, how was the death race born? It it seems different to me. Like, you know, we just got done with the Palmerton. You know, we had over 100 people up there that were part of our journey community. Um, Certainly it's not it's not like what you would think, right? Like, you know, you go from sprint and you go to super and you go to beast and, you know, you're in this ultra and, you know, it's just more miles and it's more obstacles and all that kind of thing. But the death race is a different animal in my opinion. Um, well, what was it, what were you, what was your idea when you were creating the death race?
2: Um, life is really hard. I'm going through a really tough moment right now with the business, still digging myself out of COVID every day I wake up, I get punched in the face 500 times. It's a fucking nightmare. Um, most races are a catered training day. You, uh, you know, the start, you know, the finish, you know, the aid stations along the way, there's an announcer, people are high-fiving, uh, life isn't like that. Um, in life, uh, especially when you're running a business or a family or whatever it may be, um, actually people are kicking you down. Um, stuff is not going your way. Uh, there's not food or aid stations when you expect them. And so death race was intended to emulate life. Um, so a very fitting name would be death race, right? Because it's emulating life. Um, and it makes, it makes life a lot easier. Now with death race, unlike any other race in the world, our goal is to get you to quit. Mm -hmm. That's our goal. We don't want you to finish because that's what you're paying us for. You're paying us to push you right to the edge to where you finally, uh, either push through or wave the white flag. And, um, And because of you, actually, I'm changing the format next year. Um, I watched you and your team get knocked out very early on, 12 hours in. You did a lot of work, great job. And I thought to myself, you know, I think what I'm going to do from 2023 on, at least for the foreseeable future, is I'm going to have a group that I'm trying to keep in the race. And then I'm going to have a group that I'm trying to knock out of the race. And I'm trying to knock the ones out of the race into group two which is the ones that then I got to push and get you through it. And, and only the group one would obviously be an official finisher, but group two would try to just hang on with their fingernails. Yeah. Um, so that's, that new format is starting um, next year because, because quite honestly, I don't want somebody to come like you and it was so exciting and then you didn't get the full blown experience. Like I said, you missed the fun, the party, the dancing girls. There was all kinds of really
1: fun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, you know, (laughs) I'm sorry, I missed all that. Yeah, we were going and really, you know, a a couple of things got me and, um, you know, I'm not gonna uh, use this podcast as a platform for any excuses. So I'm not even really going to talk about what got to me. Uh, However, there, there was this moment where we were supposed to go up and down the mountain and be back in a certain time. And that was like the first cutoff. And I understood that that was actually, later on, I understood that was for safety, because you didn't want people to wind up out on this bloodroot trail uh, you know i think it was like a, close to a 20 mile round trip for people on a narrow trail if they put, couldn't put make it, it, put, up it, down put, it
2: this way, put it this way goggins was lost out there one day
1: goggins really david goggins came and did this thing wow how about that yeah,
2: he was out there lost one day ran into a bear um so you know bloodroot is no joke that's like going into the wild and and um i tried to get you and your team stuffed in that van anyway but yeah. um Thank God my team was smarter than me. And they said, nope, they didn't make the cutoff. They are not fit mentally or physically to go
1: out into that zone. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you about, uh, so, you know, we, we figured we weren't going to make the cutoff. And then this was something that now a couple of my guys kept going and I think they probably got roughly, I don't know, 30 hours out of it. I don't know. They started at 7 a.m. one day and then they, well, actually probably got more than, uh 30 maybe 35 hours out of it right because mid-afternoon they were told okay you know now you guys are done so those were a couple of my guys that kept going and were doing all the different uh gymnastics the next day they're walking on buckets they're doing all kinds of crazy things trying to memorize stuff when they're sleep deprived Uh, it was now for the people that are finishing and are able to push through i want to ask you what do you think the people that finish get out of it but then i want you I would like you to answer. What do you think the people that don't finish get out of it?
2: People that finish, um, and again, I've been doing this for a long, long time. They'll go on to rebuild their life. They'll go on to row a rowboat across the Atlantic, climb Mount Everest, uh, start a business. And so what do you learn if you finish this thing? You, You become unbreakable. And then what happens if you don't finish it? I think you get to look in the mirror and see where your blind spots are. Um, and I'm sure you've reflected on that a lot. Um, yeah. And I'm sure folks on your team, you know, anybody that didn't finish. And most, again, don't feel bad. Most people don't finish this event. But you get to really understand your blind spots, areas that you need to work on, um, polish up on. And then if you're bold and you give it another, another crack um, and you stick with it, you get the, and, and you listen to me.
1: <laughs> you know, I do regret that. I do regret that. Like I say, I'm not going to use the podcast to uh, try to rationalize or, you know, even excuse uh, because <clears throat> I have been uh, thinking a lot. And I was thinking about, you know, basically at that nine uh, o'clock cutoff, you know, there's a 70 pound sandbag backpack. I don't know what that weighed, but I'm sure I'm carrying over 100 pounds up the mountain, right? And got to be back by nine. And uh, I'm struggling. And one thing I've recognized already that I'm getting rid of is I said, you know, would have helped you if you didn't have an extra 20 pounds that you could have got rid of off your body. Right. You know, I was thinking about that, too. So, again, inspiring myself to greater levels of fitness. Did you have a question? I feel like you wanted to jump in. (laughs) Well,
0: I did. I did. He has been (laughs) reflecting. I'll just say that to say the least of a lot of it. Um, My my question is. uh, how I know you had had talked with Travis and, and, and been on the podcast and just said, you know, train hard and, and you gave him, you know, some exercises and said, to run certain, you know, hours in the day and different things like that. But the sleep, how do you, do you think go sleep deprived for a while? Is that how, you know, like work out and don't sleep or catch up on all your sleep, sleep as much as you can for a week before you go? Like, what? Because I think that's that's one of the hardest parts is the is the no sleep.
1: You
2: can't you can't train for sleep deprivation, but you <clears> got to <throat> get into incredible shape. You've got to be uh, incredibly hydrated. You got to have some Spartan energy with you. Um, give it a little plug, but it's true that stuff um, is a miracle, and um, and then it's a mental toughness thing too. Like mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, I just got to fight through this. So where your training failed, where anybody that fails this thing, where their training fails is um, they didn't talk to me. Like You could do all the stuff in the gym, you could do whatever it is you want. There's one secret weapon to um, getting close to finishing a death race, and that is time on feet, Mm T-O-F. How much time each week did you spend on your feet? Mm -hmm. Uh, And so for me, when I was doing crazy things like this, um, every Saturday for at least six or seven weeks, I had, you know, eight to 12 hour days on my feet with 40 to 60 pounds on my back. That had to be my Saturday. When, mm-hmm. when I woke up, and it was always a slow run mountains through Vermont. Right. But when I woke up on Sunday and I and I was able to go do it again, I was ready for anything. I was unbreakable.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, so when you finally wake mm. up that day after doing something like that and you're ready, to, you know, you know, you're ready. So, um, your, bo- your body, has, has built a system to recover and, and, um, and you'll be able to stay up through the night if you have to. So,
1: uh, can't practice it. Just got to get in incredible shape. Okay. All right. That's a, that's a good question, Cindy. Um, what, what's been, who surprised you the most over the years? What's been your most surprising finish for your death race? Have you had one?
2: I, I've had a bunch. This girl, Athena, um, she, she came out, she did a Spartan. She was on a couch smoking cigarettes, 20 something years old. She came out and did a sprint, a super, a beast, an ultra beast, went right to the death race. She followed the exact path. She came out and won the thing. She's like, I don't even understand this. She goes, I was fat. I was out of shape. I just heard about this Spartan thing and I just followed the program. And she came out and she won it. Um, And then, you know, I've had a businessman who was skinny, least likely to finish this thing, came out and won it. Um, I had a a school teacher completely out of shape, but her motto that she kept mumbling to me and herself during the whole thing was you're gonna have to kill me to get me to stop, you know? Um, And then the next year I found her on the mountain while the race was taking place. She wasn't even in the race with no shoes on the whole weekend, I kept bumping into her. I said, what are you doing here? She said, well, I just wanted to spiritually be here because of what I went through last year. So, yeah. you know, you got to be a little nuts for sure. A well,
1: little nuts. Yeah, I know a guy that was standing on the mountain barefoot. It was <laughs> the, the worst, worst time in my race, you know. <clears throat> we're like, oh, man, we're not going to make it back, you know. So we're coming down the mountain, and we're all defeated. And there's Joe standing <laughs> in the middle of his mountain. I'm like, he's not even wearing shoes. What is going on, you know? That's crazy. You know, but uh, yeah, I want,
2: I want to challenge you. You got a whole year this time. Um, we got to make it a thing. I think it could become your thing at Overcomer Nation. Um, nobody needs to be ashamed of themselves or whatever. Um, very few people throughout the years have finished this. It's, it's, a, it's a war with yourself. And I would challenge you and Overcomer Nation, rally the troops. We're going to give it another shot. Maybe this time we make it 14 hours, maybe we make it 72, who knows. Yeah. But but um don't don't hesitate get back on the horse. Let's go.
1: Yeah. What's the DNF rate? Well like you say not a lot of people finish. How many people don't
2: 90% 90% don't finish when you accumulate all the years together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was standing in the Clearwater Tavern after this, like some people knocked on the bus. We certainly made some friends over there. There's a lot of camaraderie that's built and said, Hey, did you guys want to come with us? So we go over there. And I'm talking with this woman. She's over 50 years old. Um, you know, great, great woman, but still didn't, you know, strike me as like, Oh, this girl is just super fit, you know, and all that. And she was so happy. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know, she was one of the DNFs, you know, she didn't, you know, make the cutoffs. And, uh, and she was just so ecstatic. And I was like, why are you so happy? <laughs> like, you know, like, like, cause I'm devastated. I'm like, I'm like, I plan to show up in the overcomers bus and kick ass and take names. Like that was my goal. And uh, she says, well, actually I only thought I'd make it 12 hours. Everything after that was a blessing. <laughs> I was like, wow. Oh. You know, so. I met
2: her. She was, she was amazing. Yeah. I, I got to run the deal with my own death race today. I apologize. I love you. No. I, I could sit on the phone with you guys for 72 hours straight if you want to do it sometime, but I can't do it right now. But, but, um, but I really want – I had so much fun with you. I loved having the big bus out there. Um, it's on me if you want to try
1: – So the it big me. bus can come back and get yelled at again by Don. We're good.
2: <laughs> I, I would suggest what we do next year is you and your team come a week early if you can. I train you up that whole week. You'll be ready to go. And um, Travis Barnes is going to win this damn thing.
1: Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Hey, uh, so you're going to be there. You're going to be there. We can come a week early. Yeah. Okay. Because I want to tell everybody, you know, you come out, you're going to see Joe. And uh, you're going to train
2: all week. We'll take uh, three days off right before. We'll have like four days of training strategy, the whole thing. We'll even have a couple of marshmallow roasts around the fire pit.
1: For real. Last time you said we were going to build a fire and have some fun, it was just a big documentary.
2: (laughs) And then, and then we're going to let you guys loose. And and you're going to make a commitment that you're just going to listen to me and you're going to win the damn thing.
1: I'll tell you, it's my biggest regret. You said, let me think for you. And at first I was just going through these calisthenics and then there was just burpees. I didn't think that my body could do anymore. Um, you know, just based on what I was feeling at the moment, I was like, but then later on I said, "Damn, I should have let Joe think for me, like he said. <laughs> you
2: said." Know? I have a lot of experience with this. I've been doing yes. this a long time, and yeah. Um, yeah, I wish people would just listen to me. But yeah. yeah, even my kids, I wish they would listen to me. But but listen, I love you guys. Um, I love the bus. I love the, the the everything you stand for. I love the team. Um, why don't we put a hard date, uh, September 1st, you rally your troops, whoever's in by September 1st, it's on me. we go, go, the week before we're, we're, we're gonna, um, our whole goal
1: is to get Travis to win this damn thing. Let's go. Let's go. All right, Joe. <laughs> hey, uh, thank you. Thank I know you're yeah. busy. Um, you know, we love supporting what you do as well and we appreciate uh, your support of us. And, uh, this special invite, this is going to be great. Um, uh, but yeah, we're super excited. we are already got a uh, bunch of races and decas coming up that we want everybody to be part of and and support the mission of Spartan. How many mi- how many millions are we getting off the couch? A hundred million?
2: We got a hundred million. Um, so we got I don't know ninety million to go. So you and I we got some work to do. But, <laughs> yeah. but um, what else did I want to tell you? Uh, oh, we have some endurance uh, channels for social media that you know the death racers and they'll play in. You mm-hmm. you should go in those channels. I don't even know. I don't know what the handles are. I'm sure something around peak mm-hmm. races, maybe and death race or Spartan endurance. But check out those channels and um, let's rally. Let's rally the troops for for, uh, for a, a reemergence of Travis Barnes, the resurrection.
1: <laughs> All right. Rising from the ashes. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Got the Phoenix. All right.
0: that's Thanks, awesome. Joe. Thank
1: you, Joe.
2: Hey guys, I'll see you.